Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your man of the hour or half hour, Dave Neal. How's everyone doing today? Doing well? This is another solo episode. I know what you guys are all thinking. Dave, why so many solo episodes? Well, I, you know... Some episodes, some weeks we do group episodes, some episodes it's Dave and Tasha, and sometimes I'm so busy that all I do is bring my podcast gear with me and I pull over on the side of the road, uh, or while I'm driving and I just speak the truth to you. This episode's no different. Uh, we've got plenty of group episodes in the can if you want to hear other people talk, but this is one of your, uh, this is one of your, uh, motivational Mondays for you. Uh, and I, you know, so uh, some of you, apparently a lot of people are new listeners. Uh, some of you have been around for several years. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, literally I started this podcast with, uh, with a chick, uh, named Gabby. You guys remember Gabby? We started this when I was single and then several months into the podcast, I started dating Tasha and we have since been dating for three years. So look, I just caught you up on three years. Now Tasha's my illustrious co-host. Gabby and I did not have a falling out. Gabby just had a, you know, it's, here's the thing. It's, it's hard to, to, to get the time every week to sit down and do this, but the reward is amazing. This is my therapy. This is, uh, this is, uh, such a valuable time for me to kind of just sit down and clear my head of all the bullshit and thoughts I'm having and talk to you guys. Um, I had a show this Thursday and something happened that I love when this happens. I do my set. I, it was all right. It wasn't a great show. I get off stage and then uh, some dude in the back's like, hey, Dave, I listen to the podcast. Fuck yeah. So my buddy Lenny came Brought his dad, Lenny brought his old man out to the show, watched some live stand-up comedy, all because of this little podcast we do. Thank you so much for stopping by, Lenny. I love hearing about everyone who listens and, and, and the fact that, you know, you you come to a show and tangibly support my career. I appreciate that so much. Um, I've had that happen in Arizona. I've had shows all in different random places all over the country where people go, hey, I listen to you. And the funny thing is, I don't know you guys are out there. Yeah, I look at the numbers. Numbers. We're getting, you know, 15,000 or so uh, downloads a month. So there are a ton of you guys out there, and I appreciate that. But who the fuck are you? Send me an email, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Introduce yourself. I'm, I really do want to get to know a lot of you, even if I can't keep track of it all. Um, I, I just love hearing who's out there, and I want to know what we want to talk about. Because um, so much is happening in my life, and uh, I love that I can share it with you guys. And in the end, we're just having an open conversation about dating, sex, relationships, our moms, our dads, uh, our siblings, rivalries, there's the things that make us tick. And in the end, hopefully we can, um, I I think as a society, have the conversation that that makes us more enlightened people. I don't mean enlightened in a way like I'm smarter than you because I'm enlightened. I mean, what can we do to bring as much happiness into our lives as possible? Because in the end, you know what I mean? What, What good is like a warfare with somebody? Who's it affecting you? So let's end our cynicism. Let's be happy. Let's be grateful. Lenny, I'm so grateful you brought your dad to see a stand-up show, even if I didn't have a great set. Here's a problem. There's about 10 older white chicks who were drunk. And if Lenny, if I'm correct, they were sitting right in front of you, right? And I, for the life, some comics can get on stage and just do their set and not think twice about it. If I hear somebody talking in the audience, I immediately have to 
find out what their deal is, why they're, you know, uh, bickering. It's that's that 90% of hecklers aren't people in the audience going, you suck. They're just people in the audience having a conversation amongst themselves. And it's so obnoxious. Anyway, Lenny, that wasn't you. That was the ladies in front of you. But I appreciate you coming. Uh, We talked briefly after the show. And I said, I said, dude, send me an email. And uh, let me know. And I love that, Lenny. You were like, hey, uh, I wrote to you on Instagram and you didn't respond, to which I complete ignorance. I'm in my 30s, Lenny. I'm 32 now. I don't know how to use direct messenger for Instagram or Snapchat. So unless you message me old school Facebook way, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, anyway, let's read the email from Lenny. Uh, hey, Dave, my name is Lenny. I met you at your show over at Westside Comedy on June 8th. I love the show. You and the other comics were pretty funny. Just pretty funny, huh, Lenny? <laughs> Let me tell you about my life. So it turns out I've been listening since March. I remember the first podcast I listened to was when you were on some sort of road trip with a bunch of your other comic friends for a show in Valencia. I really enjoyed it. The real reason I found your podcast was that I was looking for sex-related podcasts, but I didn't want to say that in front of my dad. (laughs) I thought a comedian's podcast about sex would be fun. Oh, boy, are you in for a treat. Little did you know I'm going to cry the whole time. Uh, All right, let me get off the tangents. I thought a comedian's podcast about sex would be fun, and I'm glad I listened to it. I listened using the Google Play Music app. So a little bit about me. I'm 23 years old. I just graduated uh, from University of California last June 2016. I've been working as a structural engineer. Uh, please provide some uh, structure with my life. Please. I live in the San Fernando Valley around Northridge. I'm going back to UC for grad school starting this fall, so I won't be able to go to too many shows next year. Oh, boy, you and my mom both. Some issues I'm facing. My girlfriend is defending her thesis tomorrow, but she's going to start medical school um, in Boston in the fall. I'm pretty sad about this since if she does start school over there, we'll have to do long distance and she will be there for at least four years, maybe even eight if she has to do a residency on the East Coast. I'm considering to find a job over there after I graduate, uh, but I'm pretty cool with my family, so I don't want to leave them behind here in L.A. I don't have any other family in the States, just me, my brother, and my parents. Frowny face. If you've got some free time, try listening to this specific episode of Anna Ferris's podcast with Terry Crews. Terry talks about the social issues and expectations that trouble men and uh, how it appears in football. I will do that. I love how he's promoting better podcasts to me. <laughs> like, no, nah, I appreciate that. I uh, said, um, I love all your podcasts, all of the formats, including the ones where you just sit in your car and talk. Well, you're in for a treat on this one. Um, he, he said, I like that hawk bit you did. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I got uh, attacked by a hawk and I've been talking about it on stage. Uh, I am the victim of a bird attack. Um, if you want to refer to me in your podcast, just use my name. It should be a generic enough name. Uh, sorry, this email is short and all over the place. I don't remember what I should include, but your fans exist. People are listening to you. Thanks again for your podcast. Dude, Lenny, thanks so much. So you got a little issue on your hands here. You got a girlfriend you love. You're both young 20s, just graduating college, but now she's got to go continue her school on the East Coast. Um, what the fuck are you going to do? You can't realistically go four to eight years dating someone that far away or can you are you both the types that uh you know put your career first and you just need like a casual someone to talk to on at nights and weekends then maybe you can make it work i mean the school year is divided in a way that you can travel a lot it's definitely um it's definitely a challenge and you have to decide what you want to do with your relationship i know you're not uh you didn't mention breaking up uh would you move to boston for her that's that's the question 
Um, you don't want, you know, you don't, you're worried about leaving your family. Hey, sometimes, you know, we got to take a walk in the desert to really figure a lot out about ourselves. You know, I had to leave my family's in Rhode Island and I moved to Los Angeles away from them. So we're actually in exact opposite uh, scenarios. Um, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough to move away from your family. Uh, it seems like that will be your choice. Stick with your family, try long distance or move away to be with the one you love, support her, and um, do long distance with your family. Here are the benefits with doing long distance with your family. They're going to love you no matter what. They're not going to find another son more convenient for them who lives nearby. You know what I mean? I'm not saying your girlfriend's going to find another dude who's more convenient for her. It's just natural that um, people need, you know, tribally who who can be around there for them, who can hug them, who can look after them, which is roommates and coaches and things like that, teachers, uh, friends, peers. And it's hard to do that from long distance. I mean, I try to make a relationship work from long distance. I've talked about it a bunch. It, it literally didn't last. You know what I mean? It was it was very tough. I'm not going to just be like, oh, dude, long distance doesn't work, bro. You're fucked. Um, First things first, you got it. You guys have to get on the same page communication wise. Talk to each other. Uh, just know what your expectations are. Because if you do have a plan set out where you visit every few months, then you can break it down. You can break it down in a way that maybe you visit her next month. She comes home for Thanksgiving, back and forth. But if she's got all these stresses with like a pretty uh, aggressive grad school, I mean. You know, if you could find a job in Boston, set up life in Boston. Worst case scenario, and I always say this, worst case scenario, it just doesn't work out. But what do you gain from it? You gain the chance to follow love, the knowing that you are doing what you can to grow as a person, which means, my, you know, leaving the nest a little bit. You know, what are you going to do? So uh, send me an email back. Have you guys discussed this at length? Does she want you to go, go to Boston? Maybe she's like, ah, I don't want you to go. I want to, us to do our own thing. You know, they say if you love it, let it go. And I always say if you love it, um, uh, check out their Facebook messages and make sure they're not cheating on you. No, if you love it, let it go. But in the end, it's like that doesn't just give you that doesn't mean you can't make the, the you know bold move to move out there with her. Um, because I think... Like I moved, I moved into my girlfriend's place because I knew it was very important to her. And I knew that she had really built this strong sort of like, uh, you know, like fort that she felt really protected in and, 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 and I really appreciated that in her. And I was willing that I didn't need the thing that she needed. I didn't need her to move to my place. Again, I live with three other dudes. It wasn't going to happen anyway, but, uh, you know, what what do you need? Do you really need to be near your family or are you willing to take a risk? And who knows? Maybe um maybe she moves out first, gets acclimated and then you uh maybe you take an extended trip out there a month later. I mean, play it out. De- but definitely like uh I-, I would say save some money to to be able to go to Boston, see if it's meant for you, take some interviews for work, things like that. I'm really interested to see how that goes for you, but I don't have much else to say other than don't listen to people that say, dude, long distance doesn't work, but uh, you guys got to figure out what, what you need. And maybe it was good. I mean, I'm glad you came to the show because, dude, I was, I've been in that position where like I'm trying to do long distance or I'm wondering, do I pull the cord on this thing? Do I cut it loose? Do I let, do I let her go be the person she's supposed to be without me? Or do I double down 
and do I use this as a way to show that I'm committed to her and to the relationship? So how committed are you to the relationship? Would you move across the country for? Um, and by the way, why did she decide to go to Boston? I mean, Boston has some incredible schools. I'm sure she's going to a great school, but, um, you know, it's interesting. It's very interesting. We have some other emails we got from people. So anyway, Lenny, thanks for coming to the show and thanks for, uh, thanks for just being a part of the podcast and, and let me know how it goes with her and, um, have her subscribe so we can have, uh, see what, see what's up with the, your lady eight years. I just couldn't imagine being away from someone for eight years. That's interesting. Karen wrote me back with the subject line, the art of being ghosted on. Hi, Dave. I just listened to the podcast this morning. I had to respond while it's still fresh. Thank you so much for making this episode and including my email. To answer your questions, I like the interviews as well, but I enjoy the stream of conscious from the solo episodes. Um, this is Karen. This is the girl we talked about ghosting. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, she wrote, I've actually learned a lot from that ghosting experience, and I'm grateful for what it taught me. I've always found that lessons have introduced themselves to me when I needed them the most. Are you listening, Lenny? Lessons introduce themselves when you need them the most. That experience was kind of my introduction back into dating. And through that and other disappointments, I became less afraid to put myself out there. Without closed doors, we could never be introduced to what we really need. Fucking right, girl. You are prophetic. This is prophecy. Oh, my gosh. I could pick this apart. You're saying some brilliant shit. Without closed doors, we could never be introduced to what we really need. Wow. It's just like a running river, right? If you block the river... It's going to find a way downstream. If so, I just ruined it with a shitty analogy. <laughs> shitty river analogy. You block the river, it makes its way around the path of least resistance. And sometimes that means a door needs to be closed in your face. Let's finish your email. I had wrote in thinking maybe other people could benefit from a ghosting discussion because I know it happens a lot. Having it happen to you truly is a lesson in self-love and strength. I really needed to face those things in my life, so I believe that is why it happened. The serenity prayer is another great tool I use in these instances. I can relate to a lot of what you throw down on sex, actually, and it's nice to hear a guy's perspective. Thank you again for so much of your heartfelt podcast. Keep in touch, Karen. Karen, good for you. You sound like you're, you sound like a real strong soul. Like you sound like, like a, like a weathered seaman, right? <laughs> you're out there. The storms are coming. You're buckling down. Oh, he ghosted on me. Oh, cool. Nice. How about I'm going to go love myself a little bit more? Uh, sexually, I hope now. Uh, hey, maybe you need that too. Uh, we all love ourselves sometimes in the shower. Uh, moving on folks. Yeah. You sound like you hit the nail on the head. It hurts. Doesn't it? Why, you know, it's, you don't even have to be a, have a pity party to think when you're ghosted on, why don't they like me? What is it that I've done that is not good enough for them? We ask too many questions about the other person and what we need to remember is just the basics of the serenity prayer. Just accept what I can't change and change things I can. What can I change? Well, I can be the best version of myself. I can go back to yoga. I can start writing in my gratitude journal. All these dumb things that sound stupid. But boy, when you're heartbroken, how quickly do we get to our knees and really pray to whoever it is, to ourselves, to our higher being, to, you know, how, how 
it takes heartbreak for us to really be like, you know what? I need to become the best version of myself. I need to quit eating sugar and stop watching just TV and go take a class. Doors closed lead to new windows open or whatever the fuck you said. Without closed doors, we could never be introduced to what we really need. Uh, Karen, uh, you've been introduced to the Sex Actually podcast. Uh, you really needed this. Uh, or maybe I needed you, Karen. It's a dialogue, folks. That's the point. I'm sick and tired. 300, 200 and something episodes of me just talking with people and I really want to get you guys involved because I don't know more about this shit than you guys do. I just bought the microphone. I do stand up. I get on stage. I try to... I wish my stand up could be as real as my podcasting. I'm I'm completely honest on here. Stand up, you got to have joke structure and bits and be funny and this and that but at least in the podcast, it's such a great venue that we can talk to each other. Alright, this will be the last email I read, I promise. Uh, Megan wrote back. You guys remember Megan from last time? She wrote in. She took a cute little selfie on a plane and um, I asked her for more details on what her dating life is pretty interesting stuff here she goes and again sex actually podcast at gmail.com send actually shoot there's two more emails there's this one and another dude because I did ask for guys to write in and I did get one so I'm going to read that but anyway sex actually podcast at gmail.com just write in I'm not going to blow up your spot I'm not going to reveal any you know of your of your personal info tell me here's what I want to know from you guys tell me um what you're, what you would identify yourself as sexually, as far as like, are you, uh, what, what are you looking for? What has worked in the past? What has failed? Like, do you have, do you have like common things that keep happening? You get ghosted on, or a chick uh, uh, decides to date another guy instead of you. What, what is it? What's your sexual uh, DNA? Like, let's talk about it. Because for me, I mean, I, I've had very casual uh, relationships in the past, and then every once in a while I get heartbroken. It's like you get heartbroken, then you spend a couple years not actively pushing people away, but just being so absorbed in your own um, personal growth that you don't let anyone else attach to it. And that's fine, too. Anyway, Megan wrote back, what up, Dave? You read my email. I'm so excited. I feel famous. Well, (laughs) uh, I'm really happy that my email brought you a smile and made you feel happy. I'm telling you, positivity is the best way to live. You are correct. KCMO is Kansas City. Maybe that, uh, maybe uh, she said, don't say this part on air, so I'm uh, not going to say that. Then she said, um, blah, blah, blah. We're going to uh, not share her work history. I'm probably coming. Uh, a little about my dating history from Megan. I got married fairly young at 23 to a guy I had met in college. We had agreed going in that we didn't want to have kids. And though there were... Other issues with our marriage, we ended up splitting largely over the fact that he did that he did end up wanting to have kids. I still don't. It's not something you can compromise on, and it was a really difficult decision to make. I never thought I'd be a 28-year-old divorcee. That's a great, that's like a, such a strong sentence there that you just said. I never thought I'd be a 28-year-old divorcee. First of all, Megan, I hope you don't feel like that defines you. Um, but I understand the thought. Like, n- I'm, how many how many people in our generation are did that? Got married early and divorced and still in their twenties. I mean, I know people that got married. I went to weddings when I was twenty three and they're divorced at twenty four and a half. I mean, absolutely, no one thinks they're going to be. Just don't label yourself as that. But I, I know, I know for the sake of this email, you did. But um, anyway, you're way more than just a divorcee. You're a cool listener of the Sex Actually podcast. So I here she, here she goes. So I picked up my life. Right, I never thought I'd be a 28-year-old divorcee. So I picked up my life from my hometown of Wichita and moved to Kansas City. Uh, you really went far there, Megan. You went all the way from one part of Kansas to, I guess, Kansas City's in Missouri. All 
right, you cross state lines. <laughs> you hear that, Lenny? You got to cross state lines, coast to coast, Pacific to the Atlantic. I've been here almost three years now, and I'm so happy I took that leap. It, you were rewarded, Megan. You, were, you took a leap, and you were rewarded. Leap, and the net will appear, as they say. Uh, it, took me a, it took me a while to be ready to date again. Uh, in parentheses, she wrote, not him. About four months after our divorce was final, he called to let me know he was getting married and having a baby. He didn't waste time. It's weird knowing that he has a kid now. That is weird. Jeez, he didn't waste time. Did he know the girl while you were still married? Did you ask him that? Did you Were you just like, hey, I know we're divorced and everything, but you got a kid on the way and like, just for my own sort of self-knowledge, were you already fucking like this chick? Like what, what, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just know that? Just be like, okay, moving on. It's easier to get over you now. And you feel better that like, wow, I avoided that mess. Also, Megan, what do you do with all the wedding photos? You pay a lot of money for wedding photos. Do you burn them? Do you save them? Do you put them on your Google cloud? What happens? Anyway, moving on. I wasn't sure that I was quite ready to date again. But a co-worker's friend had seen a photo of the two of us on Facebook and asked about me. I said I wasn't interested yet, but he pursued and pursued and until I agreed to meet him. Uh, things were going well. We dated for a few weeks, and this was a huge deal for me. I hadn't been on a first date since I was 21 uh, until he ghosted. Seriously ghosted. Went as far as deleting his Facebook profile and ended all contact with our mutual friend. That was early 2015, and neither of us have ever heard from him again. It was so bizarre. Why pursue me so relentlessly only to drop me a few weeks later? I I'm with you on that. That is psycho. I mean, that's psychotic, to be honest, to just, like, get rid of both friends and geez that's just psychotic i mean but aren't you glad aren't you glad he he ghosted on you two weeks in and not like starting another family in russia or some crazy shit i know it sucks but just be glad that he closed that door please wow uh it's weird that people like that exist um they're, they're just so fucked up emotionally that they'd rather just you know escape and ghost on you and uh instead of just like having normal communication uh, he should listen to this podcast. Uh, after that, I began my descent into the, into the world of online dating. I started slowly with Tinder just to see what it was like getting back out there. Tinder is a weird place, man. I've been on dates with the guys who lied about being single. I caught one guy when he called me Emily. I called him out on it. He insisted he didn't even know an Emily and showed me his phone contacts to prove it. I had gotten enough info on the date to Facebook stalk him and found out that he had a girlfriend named Sarah. So who the fuck was Emily? <laughs> I love that question have who the fuck was emily i dated a guy a pastry chef who ghosted on me after a couple of weeks he said souffle uh he souffled from the scene no i made that up that was bad uh several months later he pops up full of apologies he was having a hard time and had some family shit and blah blah stupid me i gave him a second chance he swore he would treat me like a queen would be great at communicating all of it and then after a couple of weeks he ghosted again that's a haunting at that point meg that's a haunting uh, I dated a self-proclaimed psychopath who was in the process of divorcing another short girl named Megan with red curly hair. Of course, he didn't tell me this until after he broke up with me. Uh, I had a guy offer to send me $300 a week plus gifts to insult him and send him photos of my feet. I had another guy offer me $2,000 a month for one hour a week. Kind of wish I had taken him up on it. Those student loans don't pay for themselves. Seriously, I'll send him photos of my feet. He'll lose a boner on that one. Guys are weird. Was he really going to send you the money? I'd be like, look, money first, then I'll send you the feet. 
Um, I think this is the weirdest and probably best one I have. A guy messaged me and said he had a proposition for me. I already knew I was going to say no, but played along to see what he wanted. His idea was that he would move in with me for 30 days. During that time, I had to be able to keep him restrained and he would be my slave. All I had to do is feed him twice a day. If he was able to escape his restraints, he would be able to capture me and make me his slave. He lived in New York City and said he would travel to me. When I asked about his job and working, he said that I didn't need to worry about it. Just go about my life and he would take care of himself. I wonder if he was homeless. That's interesting. So so for 30 days, he wants you to keep him enslaved. But the caveat is that if he breaks out of his bondage, I guess you would call it, that he can then enslave you. This sounds like a weird contract. Um, I would I would definitely want to nix that part about him being able to enslave me. I'd be like, um, all right, well, um, thank you so much for the offer, but um, I will be the one enslaving you. Um, I don't think I would want... If 30 days, if I had to deal, if I, if I, if I tied Tosh up for 30 days, I'd have to be feeding her and getting her shit. And she'd be like, you know, she would be making me change the channel and telling me the volume's too high. Yeah, the volume's high because you were just blow drying your hair and I couldn't hear the fucking John Oliver show. So I turned the volume up. Now you're done blow drying your hair and you expect me to just buffer the volume back down. You're the one with the noise pollution. I, sw- I swear to God, if and when I come across some money, I'm bu- I'm going to buy Tasha one of those seats that you sit down and they put that, that big um, mixing bowl on top of the head and it blow dries the hair for you. I'm going to buy her one of those. It's going to be in the garage. Go to the garage to dry your fucking hair. Anyway, let me read the rest of your email. I've tried all the apps. Humble. Oh, uh, Humble. <laughs> I think you were supposed to type in Bumble, but it says Humble. Bumble. Okay, Cupid. Hold on. I just lost the email. Oh, fuck. I've ruined momentum. I've tried all the apps. Bumble, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, etc. I met a guy great in Plenty of Fish and dated him for about six months, but unfortunately he had to move for his job. We broke up in January and it hurt like hell, but I gave myself a few months to get over it, and now I'm trying again. Girls, you guys are fucking killing it with the positivity. You gave yourself the time to get over it, and now you're trying again. Fuck right. It's gonna hurt. Breaking up is gonna hurt. You've given someone a part of yourself. You've given them trust and love in your heart and your emotions. And then when it ends, you feel a little raw. You've let yourself hurt. That's okay. You know, if I give my mom credit for anything in this life, it's that I didn't have a dad growing up when I was young to, like, tell me, men, boys don't cry. Like, my mom would say, let it out. But that's like the best thing my mom ever said would like she'd hug me. And if I had an issue, she'd say, let it out. And I'd cry or I'd yell or whatever it is. Let it out. Be okay. Strength is not holding it in. Sure, if you're holding, if you're in a relationship, you know, you need to be strong and this and that. But what's more strong than being bare with your emotions? You know, so good for you. You let it, you, you felt the pain, and then a few months later, you got over it, and now you're trying again. Uh, let's go back into it. I'm trying eHarmonies, but I'm honestly not impressed so far. Maybe I'm too straightforward, but I know what I want, and I don't want to waste time on something that doesn't have potential to be a viable relationship. I'm very clear that I'm not looking to have kids or date anyone with kids. You'd be surprised how hard it is to find someone who checks both of those boxes. I don't, I mean, in Kansas City, Missouri, maybe, but you got to move to the coast. You're in the Midwest. Everyone wants kids in the Midwest. 
I don't like to play games. I'm not all about that. Uh, who texted last bullshit? And I do my best to communicate openly. Don't guys want things to be open and honest? No games? I don't get it. Now, now that I've written you a novel, I hope you feel like you know me as a friend now. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on some of these shenanigans. Keep up the good, Megan. Megan, you keep up the good. Thanks so much for sending us an email again. And... Um, yeah, I think I covered a lot of this on the way in. I can't read a whole email and not I'd break it up. You know, I break it up as we go. So you dated a pastry chef. So, so, so is it is it ironic that a pastry chef flaked on you? <laughs> That's, hey, folks, here we are. Uh, you sound like you have your head on your shoulders. Here's what I um, I get annoyed when well when I was single. I'd get annoyed at girls that would ask for all these things. Like I want a guy who's six foot three. I want him to have a steady job, but enough time for me and a yacht and blah blah blah. All you're asking is for a family. If you're gonna a family to not have kids, like you're you want to have a date a guy. You just don't want to have any of his previous baggage. Like, that's fair. Unfortunately, maybe it's um, work or whatever it is. Uh, you, need to, you need to go to singles meetups. You need to just be, you know, surrounded by potential suitors that fit what you want. And, and you have to believe. I mean, there's fucking 350 million people in this country. Like, you have to believe that there's plenty of guys out there that fit what you want. Unfortunately, maybe you're just... I don't want to say you're looking in the wrong places because you're on all the apps, you're on this and you're that. It's just, um, I don't know. You just got to you keep your positivity with you because it sounds like it sounds like you got that going on. And, and in, in the end, you want to attract a guy who's really got that great energy. And it's only going to be when he sees that same thing back in you. It's a weird conundrum, right? So you're just not ready to date until you're ready to date. I'm not saying that's you, but in general, it's like uh, that, that day that you just feel that skip in your that that uh, little skip in your step and you're just loving life and you're looking fucking sexy and you're like fuck this i don't need men then the guy the right guys can be like oh that chick doesn't need me oh she's cool i want to hang with her that's the irony of it all you know what i mean and you got it going on and look uh, you know don't be hard on yourself either because for for everyone listening i mean you know you spend six months getting to know someone that's a blink of a fucking eye even a couple years even if you dated someone all throughout your 20s it's like don't worry about all the time wasted because it's it's it really is towards personal growth and you've got so much time to find that friend for the end of the world i mean it's all out there um well, last email it's a quick one i think oh is it quick um did i read this last time uh, Michael wrote in, uh, hello from a new listener. I'm writing because I really enjoyed your latest solo podcast from today. Let's see, you wrote this on June. So this is from last week. I came across your podcast via a suggestion from you on your bachelor recap videos. By the way, everybody, I do bachelorette recap videos the morning after the bachelor. So every Tuesday I upload onto my YouTube. Just search Dave Neal on YouTube to find those videos. Fucking hilarious. I just pick apart these, idi- these idiots. It's tons of fun. Anyway, um, and a lot of people that listen to the bachelorette recaps have, uh, jumped on the podcast so i appreciate you sticking along um time-wise we're at 30 shit i gotta get out of here uh your comedy style made me think of adam carolla and your podcast i'm finding are enjoyable in the same way i remember listening to love line on the radio or of listening to adam's radio shows oh first of all thank you so much because he is um the king of radio so i appreciate that um you also asked specifically for guys to write you about their dating life. So a little bit about me. I'm in my early 40s and never been married. I've done a lot of dating, but I've had few serious relationships. Uh, hey, uh, 
Michael, I got a girl for you in Kansas City. Uh, sounds like you guys might be a match. She's a little bit younger than you. Um, after living in uh, the same town my whole life, I moved recently for a new job and now live in a new city. Recently, I attended a meetup here in San Diego at a nightclub for a cocktail party, and I hit it off with a woman who was also in her 40s. We met up the following weekend for a date and had a good time. I like to attend music festivals, and during a trip to a weekend festival, I met and hit it off with a woman in her early 30s. That's fair. 40s to 30s is fair. Over the next month, we stayed in touch and we discussed her visiting me. She was forward about her feelings and desire for a relationship. After thinking about it for a few days and based on not wanting a long-distance relationship and having seen some red flags, I let her know I didn't think it would work. During this time, the woman I had met earlier wasn't responding to my text and I figured she wasn't interested. I sent what I thought might be a final text and got a reply. We corresponded and met each other again at the same club for another meetup and cocktail party. Once again, we hit it off and had a great time together. I don't use social media and I'm a private person, so I wouldn't normally share my dating life with someone I don't know. Uh, however, in the short time I've listened to you, what you are saying rings true in a way that most people don't. Thanks for listening. Mike in San Diego. Fuck yeah, Mike in San Diego. Look. All right. So much so much good is happening here. You guys. Oh, man. So much good. So you met a girl at a conference. It went well. And then you didn't, you know, you didn't live nearby. And you just decided, like, I mean, basically you decided you didn't like her enough for long distance. So maybe that's a good thing. You didn't waste your time. Maybe you guys would have uh, started some relationship and you might have liked her more. And who knows? Maybe in some alternate reality, you guys fell in love and had a family together. Who the fuck knows? You made the educated choice. You got to trust your gut that you didn't want to pursue it any farther. You didn't want to keep uh, ring her along. Me, I'm such an idiot. Like, I'm such a hopeless romantic. I always want to make it work. So I think it's crazy when I hear people that don't let that, like you, who's like, look, you got along, you had fun, but you didn't want her to come visit you to me that's crazy because i i'm just such a dumb hopeless romantic but you, you sound uh, it's more realistic to you to just say you know what i want something that's close by i don't want to uproot you and do the long distance and uh, it was nice to know you and that's how relationships can be too it, it doesn't have to be like you know like shack up and get married it can be you know take whatever it is that you got out of it and then keep and then apply that to your life moving forward so you sent this um farewell text everyone here Everyone listening must have sent a farewell text in their life where you're like, all right, I've sent this girl three texts. She hasn't responded. This is it. If she doesn't respond to this one, I'm not going to message her again. So you sent that text and then um, yeah, you, said, like you, said, you, 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 you sent what you thought might be a final text and then you got a reply. Fuck yeah. Good. Here's what that means is you just we just never know what's going on in somebody else's life. Sometimes it's like take the hint, I'm not interested in you, and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I really did like you. I just have so much other shit going on that it literally got lost in my stack. I've got a girlfriend's bachelorette party. I got a plan. I got this. I got that work and. All it means is she hasn't gotten to know you well enough to make you that close priority. But don't take offense to it ever if someone doesn't know you that well. All, like it's sales. All you do is you, all you want is your foot in the door. Hey, baby, give me one date. Let me explain. I'm not a douchebag. Let's have fun. Let's just do something light. Don't, you don't, relationships should not be rushed, everybody. You should not worry about, is she going to approve of me sexually? Should we bang right away? Do I go in for the kiss right away? The, the irony is the slower you take things and just let life be, the less pressure there is for the result, and you can just enjoy the fuck out of each other. Now, 
If you waited five dates to kiss, maybe you're waiting too long. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying don't worry about, you know, it, you know, oh, shit, we started dating January 19th, Valentine's Day's in three weeks. We have to be in love by then. No, be, have fun with it. Oh, we started dating on January 19th. Now it's February 3rd. Hey, babe, it's only been a couple weeks. Will you be my Valentine? Let's go do something fun. Let's keep it casual. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's uh, like just know where you are in the relationship. Don't rush to that next level. You'll be there before you know it. You'll hit that next level naturally as you guys build trust. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much for writing in, Michael. It sounds like you guys know what you're doing. Um, what I was going to do, I, I had a couple, I should have pulled this up beforehand, 35 minutes, i got to get out of here in a second. I had a couple uh, Reddit sex questions I wanted to read, and um, I can't remember, oh, here's one. Watching another couple have sex. My wife and I are good friends with another couple. Actually, you know what? This is a good, hold on, this guys, this is a good uh, thing for me to call Tasha for. Tasha's at home sick, so she's uh, wasn't able to podcast with me. I'm going to call Tasha and see. I want to read this question to her. This is a funny one. So hold on a second. Let's get her on the phone. I bet she's eating a donut. Everyone, I bet. I bet she's eating a sprinkle donut. Hello. Hey, Tasha. You're on the Sex Actually podcast. Oh, how exciting. I just made a bet with the audience that you are probably eating a sprinkle donut. Am I right? You are wrong. Okay, what are you eating? A chocolate donut? I'm not eating any donut. Okay, which okay, which donut was the last one you ate? Blueberry. Oh, <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, you've only you've only had one blueberry donut today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you bought five of them, and I wasn't sure how far you were. You I know, bought four. You remember? You ever remember like staying home sick? Uh, it, as a kid from school, like you couldn't have too much fun, or your mom would think you're not actually sick. Do you remember um, that? I Well, I'm just calling you out that I think you're enjoying this little sickness you have. I'm not enjoying it. Do you hear? I can't even breathe out of my left nostril right now. It's making it a little hard to talk. It's cute. So I had a question I wanted to read, um, and then I'm going to get out of here, so I won't stay too long. But I was pulling a couple questions. You know I love asking these Reddit questions. Are you still with me? Yeah. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Watching an... And I'm getting a weird frequency when I hold the phone up to the microphone, so sorry for those listening. Um, watching another couple have sex. My wife and I are good friends with another couple. We've made out a few times and flirted, but never actually hooked up with them. That's kind of weird, first of all, that they made out and flirted with other couples, but they don't call that hooking up. You know what I mean? I uh, mean, yeah, you're either a swinger or you're not. Oh, there's no... If you're like flirting and, like, making out and you're only one step away from just having a foursome. And who's, and who's the first one to, like, make out? You know what I mean? Like, if you if you made out with, um, uh, what's Jade's boyfriend's name? Mike. Mike. So if you made out with Mike, I'd be like, what the fuck? I wouldn't just start making out with Jade. I'd be like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you're obviously not okay with the swinger lifestyle. They probably have had this discussion previously before that. I'm sure they didn't just have the discussion the day they made out with another couple. They probably have said, would you be into it if we both hooked up with blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I'd be into it. And then they had this understanding and went on from there. 
Well, I'm glad you're an expert on the swinger lifestyle. That really reassures me. I think don't. I have have something funny, something else funny to mention. Apparently, back in the day, either I want to say foxtails, but I don't think that's right. It's like the sort of like cattails, like a fluffy, some specific type of grass thing was code for swingers. So, like, in your house, in your neighborhood, if you had this particular plant, maybe one of our listeners can tell us exactly what it is. Otherwise, I'll Google it and we can mention it on the next episode. But if you had this particular plant, like, in your front lawn, in your landscaping, this was a signal to other swingers that you guys were swingers. Wow. A A gardening clue. This is nice. Like, yeah. like if you had, like, say, like, sunflowers? Apparently, sales of this plant have dropped, and I think it's because lots of unwitting people realized that they had this swingers plant in their front yard, and they were getting come-ons from their neighbors. Maybe a come-on, come-on their back, maybe. Uh, maybe, a, maybe it was tulips. Like, a, no, hey... No, we- it, no, it's like a tall, grassy plant. And what's funny is I think that we actually had that plant in my front yard. Oh, yeah, so you got a lot of uh, knocks on the door, like, hey, you're here for the gangbang, and your mom's... I don't remember any knocks on the maybe door. Your, maybe your parents were swingers. Who knew? Let me finish the question. So, uh, uh, so, but with, uh, my wife and I are good friends with another couple. We've made out a few times and flirted, but never actually hooked up with them. This weekend, while we were all sort of drunkenly fooling around, this couple said that they had discussed having us watch them have sex. My wife and I both gave an enthusiastic yes to the offer. I've never been involved in that specific situation before. Couples who have had others just watch what happened. What do you want the voyeurs to do? Shout encouragement? Give instructions? What's fun about the experience for you? What etiquette should be kept in mind? I love shout encouragement. I love that one. <laughs> you can do it, Darren! <laughs> Don't finish too soon! <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Would, I don't know. I mean... Would you... Well, I feel up to the couple who said it in the first place like I just want to watch and masturbate I don't know I feel like you know that was kind of weird which couples would you watch have sex you're you have anybody have sex what not into that I would watch I would watch Jade and Mike have sex is it weird is it weird that we're about to go on vacation with them and I'm saying this beforehand she doesn't yeah, listen. I'm just saying, like, I would watch, I would, I would, like, it's just like a, like a, I would watch porn, but like, I would watch, um, a dude who's like, you know, he's in shit. He's not yeah, like some. Here's the thing. You masturbate when you watch porn. Are you yeah. going to masturbate to your friends? Would, uh, well, that's a, that's a solid question you're asking. And I don't know for sure, but if they want it, if. If that was the scenario, and it's like they're already having sex, if we're both together masturbating to them, then it's not as weird if I'm just like creepily looking through the window. Like maybe it's almost like I, I'm not. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be eating KFC chicken if they're fucking. I'm going to be either I'm going to be masturbating or I'm going to have a fucking you know boner in my jeans. So let's just you know. I don't know who, who who would you rather would you watch Darren and Claire have sex? No. Really? No, I'm just I'm not into that. I mean, I just I, it's like a freaky road. I don't really want to go down. Because you think but, you might like it. Well, here's the thing. Maybe you pick, maybe you get some tips or something. It starts out as watching. 
and then it becomes participating. It doesn't stay watching forever. Otherwise, you're weird. And and it, it would be, I think it would be something that's reciprocal. Like, we watch them this time. Next time, they watch us. Are you proposing they that they watch us have sex? Masturbate. Then we're having a foursome. It's just like it's a freaky road. I don't really want to go down because I don't feel like I'm missing that in my life. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't be okay with uh, another couple watching us have sex? Kind of like you know, in, you know, in um, uh, medical school when like they watch them uh, do open heart surgery from like above. Like <laughs> completely different because they're learning to do open heart surgery so that they can save lives. There's no reason you need to be watching other people have sex. Maybe their sex life isn't good. Like, what if? What if? Um, okay, what if I told you well, this? Okay, then it's different if you're going to sex therapy. Okay, that's well, what different. if? What if? Say, say you you have an orgasm that's amazing. It's a ten out of ten. But what if we watch Darren and Claire have sex and they do some weird, freaky move we've never even heard of? Now you, now I apply that. I push the right buttons, and now your orgasm's a thirteen out of ten. Is it worth it? Okay, what was the first number? Because it broke up when you said one out of ten. The first was a ten out of ten. Because so in in my scenario, I'm assuming I'm already giving you a ten out of ten orgasm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's just funny. It's not supposed to be. You're, you're getting your an, ego is ridiculous. You're getting an A plus orgasm already. All right, you're getting a fucking dude with a nice haircut. Lightly sunburned, got some moles on his back. He's giving it to you already. I'm just saying, right. what if there was a scenario where, like, you know, they've got some it improves our sex life. Yeah, crazy move where they're pulling at your toes and doing some weird shit and, you know, maybe a finger in the butt. Who knows? Who knows? We don't even know. We don't even know what we're missing. I'm just saying. But I don't think that that sort of experimentation is dependent upon watching other people do it in the first place. And besides, one already exists. Okay, how about this? What would if you found out that Jade had a sex tape? Say I had my hands got got my hands on a sex tape. It's a full, just simple sex tape, but Mission Impossible style. It blows up after we watch it. Only way we can watch it is if we share our sex tape with them. So it'll never be watched again. But would you swap sex tapes? I don't know. These hypotheticals are, like, a little bit ridiculous. Well, it's Reddit. Sure. Theoretically, sure. But do, I, but do I feel like I need this in my life? No. So you would watch a sex tape of them, just not in person. All right, we got the answer. That's the episode, no, everybody. But, but it's, it's silly the way that you phrase this, because theoretically, I, I would watch them have sex in person. I just don't care to. I don't care to, and that's the difference. It's like I don't feel like I'm missing anything in my life where, like, I'm, I need to actively seek out freaky couples to, like, try new things with. So you would basically watch them have sex the way you watch my baseball games, just passively, like, I don't, I'll do it, but I don't need to. You'll be on your phone eating a fucking fruit bowl salad. I, I think you'd get into it. I don't know. I think you'd get into watching one of your girlfriends get fucked. Yeah, but, okay, this hypothetical situation where it starts out with watching your friends have sex, and then I leave you because my freakiness can't be satisfied, right? Who can't be satisfied? My freakiness. Like, what if I decide I'm too into all this freaky stuff, 
and now I don't want to be with you anymore. I just want to have, you know, anonymous sex with random strangers. Jeez, I love I love the leap you've taken here. All right, so fine, that's what but I'm saying. but what if but what if that's what you actually need in life? I mean, look, like uh, I'm not I'm <laughs> by no means am I advocating for this, but I'm just um, I'm I'm trying to see where the line is because you say like you say like your biggest concern is that you might actually enjoy watching your friends have sex. No, my biggest concern is that it's not something that I need in my life. My biggest concern is that Mike's dick is going to be bigger than mine, like way bigger and nicer and just like I have a nice tan dick. I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I can't compete with that. <laughs> is that weird? No, I'm, dick is not uh, not the top 10 things that I'm, you know, sensitive about as far as. But if, if I found out Mike, if I found out Mike was like making his girlfriend laugh more, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> he can have the big dick. I find out Mike's podcast gets more downloads than me. I'll be like, oh, fuck you, Mike. Um, but I use them as an example because I don't know. And because we're going to be uh, we're going to be um, vacationing with them as it as it appears. So maybe um, maybe I'll I, I'm not I'm not saying we're going to be knocking on their door. I'm just saying, hey, we're going to be on a boat together. I, I didn't know what the sex rules were, but um, they've been dating long enough. You think they still have good sex? Yeah, I do. He's a big guy. They're both kind of. She's tall. He's big. Big. I mean, and when I say big guy, I don't mean fat. He he's like six foot five. He's a giant man. I'm getting. I'm going. I'm dieting just so I look toned next to him. I don't want to look like I'm the weak one. Anyway, I've shared too much. Um, so what are you doing? You were just watching Netflix all day, trying to get better, or what? No, I am not watching Netflix. I'm reading this thread. Oh, you're still reading the thread? All right, we'll address that on an... I don't want to break... I don't want to uh, talk about it yet because that'll be a different episode. But um, you're okay. re- you're researching content for a future episode. Um, sure. Yeah, so uh, anyone listening, if you've done any um, sex watching of your own, and I'm not saying like you walked in on your parents accidentally, uh, let me know, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear more about this. I don't know. It's just interesting. I mean, I'd love... To, would you... Like, all right... Let's take the friends out of it. Would you watch strangers have sex? Sure. Okay, so 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 we got to just walk around and look in windows together, voyeurs together? No, it would be like an eyes wide shut sort of scenario, like a sex party scenario. Do I think I would get turned on by watching other people have sex? Yeah, definitely. But do I feel like I'm missing out? By not getting my watch strangers have sex fixed? No. Well, it's a good point because I think if someone, if you said you wouldn't get turned on, you'd just be lying to yourself. And I think, you know, yeah, it's a fucking, I mean, we like swap pheromones. It's like when someone's having sex, you, you can feel that heat of it all. You're like, oh, shit. It's, um, it's, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, I'll, so all we have to do is put some masks on then and go watch other dudes get their dick sucked, I guess. That's dating, okay. folks. Um, all right, I'm going to get out of here, and um, I'll call you back in a little bit, all right? But uh, go rest up. Go um, go to the steam room and get all that guck out of your nose. Yeah. Nothing like talking about sex and then snots. <laughs> hey, that's the episode then, sex and snots. Gross. Either way, a bunch of sneezing happening. Um, all right, well, I'll talk to you later, all right, lover? All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that's... My better half, as uh, oh, I see, look, I kept her on the phone so she hears me call her my better half because I know she isn't going to listen to this episode. Bye, Tasha.
Oh, she hung up. <laughs> I love the audio. The boop, boop, boop. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. That's the episode. So, everybody, thank you so much uh, for making this an interactive one. You guys have sent in some good questions, some comments. Hey, you don't just have to ask questions. Leave some co- leave some comments for me. Let me know if you have any advice for us or things you want us to try. Fuck it. We did a panic room together. How cool is that? We did a panic room where you have to, like, solve clues to get out of some room and do weird shit like that. I'm all about it. If it's um, if it's something I can do, date night with my lady. I didn't even talk about this. We went to the Dodgers. I'll, okay, I'll end on this story, and then we'll get out of here. So, um... Uh, for, and again, uh, promotionally, let me just tell you guys, thank you so much uh, for listening and subscribing. And, um, you know, if you haven't written a review yet, uh, go to Sex Actually on the iTunes uh, podcast app and just leave us a review. It takes two seconds. You can do it from your smartphone. You got to search Sex Actually, then click on the icon, then click on reviews and click write a review. It's super easy. And every review we get helps bump us to the top of the food chain. The more downloads we get, the higher ranking we get, the more um, shows I can do on the road with audiences coming, this and that. And I, I really appreciate it. So Megan, Karen, Lenny, Michael, thank you guys all so much for emailing and special thanks to Lenny for coming to the show and bringing your dad. Um, that was so much, so, so cool to talk to you afterwards. And anyway, um, so yeah, so make sure you're subscribing to this and, and, and if you can find it in your heart, uh, sharing it with some friends would be just phenomenal. I'd really would appreciate that. Um, again, it helps grow this podcast. We, we, we really are in a dog fight. There's a lot of good podcasts out there, but you know, your boy, Dave, this is it. This is my voice. This is my baby. This is all I got. So, um, uh, I really appreciate uh, you guys kind of responding to it so positively. Uh, again, so, okay, so I'll finish on this story. So I took Tasha to the Dodgers-Reds game because she's from outside. She's from Kentucky, which is right near Cincinnati, so she's a Reds fan, which sucks because her sports team sucks. So she's a Reds and Bengals fan. And um, I take her to the game. We go to the left field seats. Of course, we're in Los Angeles. So this is how blissfully ignorant Tasha is. She had no clue that we we emerge from the, uh, from the stairs, and next thing you know, we're in front of five to seven thousand people in left field maybe maybe ten thousand people they all start booing she has a reds hat on they all start booing for like a minute straight they're just booing us as we're trying to find our seat and then we sit down and and of course she's got a veggie hot dog and i got all this food and we got drinks and she's like she sits down and she's eating i was, I was like oh man that was fucking wild that they all booed us like that and she was like what i was like yeah 10,000 people were just booing you for the last minute. You don't even, you weren't even aware of that. And she was like, oh. And then she just continued eating her veggie hot dog. Maybe that wasn't funny. Funny to me. Anyway, everybody, thanks so much. Sex Actually Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Sex Actually Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us some love. You guys have been great. We'll see you next time. This is Sex Actually.